Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape from the penthouse of a partially completed commercial high-rise in glamorous Hollywood adjacent California from the studios of Sirius XM West. Boasting an obstructed view of one of LA's leading cement factories, this is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. Joining me today, once again, returning from parts unknown, the host of the Shark Shark Tongue Podcast, the Road Warrior, the People's Champ. Hello, and welcome back, Jesse May Peluso. I am the People's Champ, but I'm only the People's Champ on this show. It doesn't bleed out into my regular life. You've made me a spoiled, spoiled girl. So, like, in pro wrestling, they would have the world champion, and then they would have the the intercontinental champion, which I've never understood the difference between. It seems like intercontinental encapsulates the world. Yeah. Maybe the world champ was also sovereign over the oceans or something or like that. Or maybe, like, it just also broke through the Earth's atmosphere and oh. was, like, the universal champion. Why isn't universal champion? That's presumptuous. We don't know what sort of grapplers are out there oh, beyond the Milky Way. Shit. But yeah, your I guess your your reign is sort of localized. It's got to start somewhere. They say the hardest part is making your first million. If you can be the champion as a wrestler <laughs> in life, if you can be the champion of one small radio show slash podcast, you can build on this. You if you if you speak it, they will listen. So you were away for a very long time. I have been gone. So much this past six months, it's unbelievable. More than usual? Yeah. More than ever? Yeah. Why? I'm on the road for like four weekends in a row, which is insane. This is a good thing? Yeah, it's a good thing, but it gets a little... Uh, y- y- you start to teeter on the line of yelling at old ladies waiting in line for a, a coffee because you're tired. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> which is just not... You should never do that. No. I, I think... I screamed at a woman at the grocery store, and she turned around, and she had one eye. You know? Well, you didn't know that. I didn't know that, but then I told her, keep being, her one eye on the road, you know? Being a cyclops does not mean you're allowed to be an asshole. Exactly, but I don't think she was being an asshole. She just, her shopping cart, her driving through the grocery store was really... Oh. I was in a hurry. You're getting short. I was getting short, and I was like, Jesse, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. You cannot be out here yelling at elderly people. Do you have a regimen that you follow? I feel like it will not surprise you for me to say this, that if I knew I was going to be on the road X amount, you know, three weekends per month for months and months, I would have a plan to make every travel lodge room my home. Oh, yeah, I do for sure. Yeah. I do the, the baggie over the remote. To get rid of those, like, you know, fecal amoebas and the taint juice. Mm-hmm. I put a, sometimes I'll put a candle. I've got my Bluetooth speaker. I've got my pillowcases, oh, my slippers. Pillowcases? Yep. I've got 20 things that I bring on the road every single time. Okay. One of them is um, I have, like, flip-flops. I got my own tea and coffee. You can save, like, 100 bucks on the road with yeah. your own tea and coffee. And yours is better. Yeah, mine's much better. Mm-hmm. I bring my weed. I got my, like, my little weed. I hide it in all of my... Little nooks and crannies in my bags. Because you're still bringing it to some states where it is verboten. Oh, yeah. And by nooks and crannies, I mean my asshole. I took that for granted. I was just going to let that... <laughs> I was just going to let that slide. You know a good place to hide your joints, allegedly, if you're traveling? 
Where's that? In those little travel Q-tip cases. You just have to roll like a traditional classic little skinny like 70s hippie joint. Little, yeah, little pinner. Little pinner. Yeah. Put it right in your uh, Q-tip case. Okay, I, aren't they checking these things for the smell? They, no one's, no, they're no. not. Those dogs at the airport, airport aren't even looking for a the weed. The dogs can catch, I, do you know think so? I they're mean, not trained because it's just what they're trained for. I was they're in a, trained for for sure, but they're looking for more like explosive material. But do you think the dog is like, yeah, dude? I mean, I was uh, I was trained for weird, but it's pretty much legal at this point. So I'm just gonna let it slide. <laughs> like, it's not how dogs think. I was in an airport in I want to say Belize. <gasps> Belize, the, humble brag. Where the fuck are you going, you exotic minx? Belize is like the Mexico of Mexico. Rude, but accurate. <laughs> Have you been? It's fucking no, awesome. I haven't. My- no, it's like it's the Caribbean Mexico. Okay, it's cool. It's fucking great. I definitely recommend it, and it's not, it's- pre- That's where white bitches like me go missing. Gotta be careful oh my, when you travel abroad. Abroads oh God, go missing yeah. when they travel abroad. I uh, I, I remember <laughs> I, was taking, I was taking a photograph of gang graffiti, because somebody, it was, a, it, was, it was a poor gang, and some guy was like, with a you know, Belizean accent, was like, do you really think that's something you need to take a picture of? Like, shaming me for coming down and- like yeah, there's so like, many yeah, there's yeah. so many beautiful things to see in Belize. You want to go home and tell everybody about, oh look at this look at the gang violence in Central America. Yeah, you do. Because you gotta let your friends know they gotta be careful. No, he was right, but what I told him was the person who had wrote poor gang, they'd made the R wrong, so it said poop gang. <laughs> yeah. So this that guy tried to Belize shame me and he's like, Do you really want it? And I'm like, dude, look, it says poop gang. He's like, gang, gang. Oh, okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm in that gang. Yeah, so I was going to Belize, and when I got off the plane, the dogs are going going through the airport. I'm like, oh, I hope I hope they find the bad guys and keep us law-abiding Mormons safe, and they started barking at me. What? And there was times in the past where I would have been traveling with drugs, and you, that never goes away. Where what drugs like, do you I travel must, with? I must, you know, I flew with weed or whatever when that was a thing, but that never goes away. That, like, when, when you get pulled over, you're like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Or, like, when you pass a cop, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, when you walk out of a store, I'm like, this alarm's going to go it off. It takes 10 or 15 years to adjust mentally from being the lawbreaker to the law-abiding citizen to realize that the police are you're not the one they're looking for you're now they're protecting you from that guy yeah you know so the dogs barked at me and it was because i had apples apples you're not allowed to introduce oh well foreign flora fauna into into belize well you can seriously fuck up people have fucked up you know ecosystems local ecosystems which is what i was hell-bent on doing (laughs) they they may have stopped me they may have stopped me that one time (laughs) My sister's over. My sister's house is overrun with stink bugs from China, that just come over in bags. You know, they come over in luggage, and then they just overtake an area because they have no natural predators in that area. Are they the ones that look like kind of like, like yeah, like like moth turtles? Well, yeah, that's a good description. They look yeah, we, like I used to have a. I used to be in a house. We called it the buggy house with stink bugs. They were so localized, so ma- yeah. much like much like your reign as the people's champion on this show. <laughs> it's very localized. It was like two blocks away. They didn't have them, but we were overrun with them. I feel like that was a jab. I feel, I feel like, like there's. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm leaving an analogy yeah, like out it, there on the table that I could be. <laughs> My sister's house. I would never call you covered in stink bugs. Uh-huh. That's all I wanted to say. So wait, so you fly with marijuana, and I'm saying yes, that if the marijuana. dogs Allegedly. are trained for them, then they are going to find that. I think I, I, you know, I just walk with a certain air of confidence, and I smell nice that yeah. they don't 
and I'm a dog mom, so I think they sense like. Wait, you travel with a dog? I do. So there's a lot of like oh, stuff that's happening that the dog that's already in the airport who's trained to zero in on someone like me is just like I'm confused by this creature, this being who also has a dog and she smells like vanilla and she looks like she wants to take me home. The oh, so dog's think, like, bye. You I'm think your dog looks you. at their dogs and is like, she's cool? Yeah. <laughs> Ch- Chapin's like, move on, bro. This ain't this ain't the time. So you're a dog mom. I have three dogs. I've, I've been them. in. I've you been bring in, them on, They come on the plane. Not all of them. I'm not that lady. I'm not walking on with my emotional support pony. But I would if I had one. Some guy just registered an emotional support beehive. Shut the fuck up. Just to be an Th- asshole th- no. to prove that he could. Did he? And he did. Yeah. Who the fuck signed that? It's not his fault. It's almost as if the whole thing is a sham, and he knew that he would get signed off Who? on, thereby proving his point. Well, that must be an automated system. Probably. Who approved that? The person who just takes money for handing out bullshit certificates oh, so my people Lord. can bring their animal and Ugh. sit next to me on a plane? I mean, the systems. The, the, you, I mean, I fly with babies, but they grow out of it. Yeah, but that's an emotional support. But then they become, you know, as you're dependent. I am my baby's emotional support. You are support the emotional animal. support, yeah. Right, so yeah. you should fly for I'm, free. I'm the toy pony in this scenario. You should you should submit yourself. Oh, my goodness. You should submit yourself. Right. You should say, I, have a, I, have, I am my daughter's emotional support. And I have to fly for free. She needs me. And I'm I'm not going to go under the seat. I'm going yeah. on her lap. Do you, you can't put me under the plane. I'm sitting on my daughter's lap. I'm not lap. going down there again. I'm not going down there again. Yeah. Hurts my do ears. Want, do you want her to fly by herself? Do you want to try that? Do you want to see who's going to change these shitty diapers? Yeah. She had, she had peas today. You don't want that <laughs> ass wrath. True. Babies. It's the one thing about babies. I think we've talked about this before, but like I spent some time with my niece and nephew and they're so beautiful. Like your little daughter, she's so beautiful. But you ever like hold her and like stare into her adorable innocent eyes and you like having this connection this beautiful moment and you just know she's shitting her pants yeah i do stand up about that yeah she's she's always shitting right? in my hand yeah they just shit in your hand care. don't even care but it's your daughter yeah, it means nothing to me my niece does it and i'm when like they poop in I the hand bathtub, back. i got a problem with that my nephew pooped in my bathtub oh that's so bad it, it, flo- it looked i thought animal. it was a toy i was like what's this i went to grab it my sister's like it's you shit you can't grab it you're, you're animals yeah, you grab a piece of poop in the bathtub. Now you got two pieces of poop. Yeah, and there's no coming back from that. Now you got to scrub the whole thing. Yeah, you got your hand, and then it, the, it's awful. the fecal particles are stuck in the crevices of your skin microscopically. Mm-hmm. You're not getting those; are there for life. Yeah, they just embed burn, themselves. Burn your fingerprints off. Yeah, you should burn. You should just remove. Dip your hands in acid after mm-hmm. that. A paraffin dip of acid. I dropped my baby so bad today. I don't know if you should say that. It was an accident. Are you sure? It was definitely an accident. Are you sure? It's not like... I had a tough angle. I was trying to get into her car seat from a tough angle, and she just kind of... Is it... This isn't like a... forward. No, I would never... What's that girl who... Amber... What, that's that girl who messed up her baby, who killed her baby? I never follow the Nancy Grace stories. No, it's... Look, Nancy Grace is bringing some eyeballs to these terrible people. What's her name? The girl who, like, killed her baby from Florida. Casey... Um, Casey Anthony. Is that the one? Yep. All right. She's pregnant. Casey Anthony's having another child. Did she kill the last one? <laughs> I don't know anything about. I mean, I know the name. She. I don't think she was convicted. But in in the court of popular opinion, mm-hmm. yeah. she's presumed to have. Yeah, murdered her kid, like two two years old, found her in the trash. I can just never understand. Like, it's very very hard for me to imagine murdering somebody. Oh. But I'll touch again on my deeply ingrained Catholic guilt. Yes, please. I just. 
it's it's weird to me that out of all of these really really high profile like let's assume that the person had um uh a fever of madness and they, you know, had been able to function in society, were not identified by every single person they identified. They encountered their entire lives as a stark raving, mad, sociopathic lunatic. And then they do something horrible. Be right. It, be it Casey Anthony, be it OJ Simpson, be it plenty of other people that we just don't know about. Something not, like outside of their. Because they're not famous and they do something so horrendous. Yeah. I just don't know why not a single one of these ever ends with the person three months, nine months, whatever, into protesting, you know, their guilt and saying that they're innocent, just going, oh, I just can't do this anymore. I did I, it. I know. Oh, my God. I it's just, I, 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 I panicked and then I panicked again and I just want to make things right. I fucked up. And it's I, psychopathy, though. It never happens. And that they never have that really weird moment of betrayal. Like, like I, another thing that I would expect is OJ's just sitting, let's just assume he's guilty, he's sitting there in his cell night after night, reliving the horrible thing that he's done. He's calmed down. He's facing the consequences. He knows that everything he's built has been shattered in a way that can never really be fixed, that you would just start going to court every day and just, you wouldn't be able to eat. You wouldn't be able to you, sleep. Yeah, yeah. You just become a shell. It's just so obvious that the guilt is eating you alive because you have brutally murdered Two people, yes. one of which is the mother of your children, one of which had had nothing to do with you and never deserved to die at your hands, at anybody's hands, that you wouldn't just, your guilt wouldn't just betray you. Yeah. But, you know, some people, that happens to a majority of people, get consumed in completely eaten by their guilt. Mm-hmm. But a very small percentage of people, and it's much smaller than the general population thinks, just because of all these Netflix documentaries and books and movies. The percentage of people who are actually psychopaths and serial killers is such a small percentage compared to like the whole population. People are good. People are people are good. I believe that. But it's just the dicks who run everything. There are some people like those O.J. Simpsons and these Casey Anthony's who are able to compartmentalize. Must be because they are not functioning on a mental level to the rest of to the majority of people. It's got to be one in the same. The ability to yes. to murder people is the same ability that allows you to, I guess what they say, I don't watch these documentaries about, I watch American Dad. I don't watch anything anybody's <laughs> watching. But that they have, they do compartmentalize. The same part of them that kills is the part where they put the fact that they have killed and they just sort of live dissociated from the knowledge of what they've done and who they are. It's crazy. It's got to be. I mean, that I, I don't, that Casey Anthony case, I just remember being like, that's your own daughter. What'd she do? She, well, she lied to the detectives. She told them her daughter had been kidnapped by a nanny, but her grandma had Casey's car and she hadn't seen her granddaughter. And she said that Casey's car smelled like decay. Oh, and so, um, she 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 was charged with first degree murder, but she pled not guilty. Right, I know she was charged. I know yeah, there was a trial. That's why Nancy Grace was able to. That's right. Um, bat her humongous eyelashes and cry and act out. Her huge every nostrils night. and her blunt haircut. Hmm. But uh, I guess her her uh, skeleton remains were found in a blanket inside a trash bag in an area near Casey's house, mm-hmm. and they couldn't determine the death, but. It was definitely determined to be a homicide. Right. It's just, I used, it's your own daughter, man. Don't, and then she's going to have another one. That baby's got to be like, fuck. 
<laughs> of all people in the universe for me to be born. Clinging to the banana boat. <laughs> I would be crawling to the adoption agency if I were that baby. Like, get me away from this crazy bitch. I but do it. you think people can, ref- do you think Casey could be reformed? Do, do, you, do I think that she will kill another child? Well, do you think that she, it was an isolated incident? Just from the general, you know. I don't know. I remember reading a thing when I was a kid. This is a real dark conversation we're having, but there was a lady who drowned a bunch of her babies. Yeah, I remember that woman. She said they were possessed by the devil. Like early 90s or something like that. And Mm -hmm. it was, and obviously to do it to more than one, it's a methodical, it's just- It's crazy. Horrible to contemplate the one and then another and then another. And I remember that there was a, when columnists, like when there was more of a mono media and certain columnists really had big names and had a lot of sway, there's a woman who, can't think of her name- I think it's like Noonan or Noon, who writes for Newsweek. I think yeah. it was her. And well, everybody was just doing the ritual public stoning of this woman for being the worst human being who'd ever lived. Ugh. This uh, columnist wrote an article where she was like, I'm a mom, and obviously there's something wrong with this lady to have done this, but I'm a pretty put-together person, I'd like to think. And there were times where I was so overwhelmed by motherhood that I was almost not responsible for my actions, and I just want to have like a word of, pity for this woman anybody who's ever been a parent could understand that how how even sane people can lose the plot when they really get in the shit parenting and if somebody doesn't have the mental skills to begin with if they're already weakened by something within their dna that just sort of there's there's a little bit of that in all of us and don't pretend that it's not which i thought was a very i I remember when i wasn't i wasn't a parent at the time and i was like wow okay that's an interesting point that's very it's a very sympathetic way of looking at things now that i've been there i am very overwhelmed by parenting at the moment i am it 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 is completely outside the realm of possibility that i could that i could imagine harming my children i get that not even anywhere close to i could punch strangers I mean, I've done that. I, obviously, I, you know, I'm I'm attacking the elderly in, in produce departments. I don't even have a kid. Look out, one eyes. Watch out, Ethel. I'm coming for you. Uh-huh. Would you say that parenting has been the most mentally straining and, and challenging thing you've ever embarked on? No. Would it be living that rock star life? <laughs> no, it's not rock and roll. Maybe dealing with not being rock and roll for a minute there was pretty tough. <gasps> No, it works harder. I, I mean, I get- no raising your kid. Everybody can do it. Look, everywhere you go, there's fucking people. Like everybody's a fucking dummy. I think every. Yeah. I think we found that out. Man, I gave. I think people are good. A lot of people are pessimistic about humankind. I think human. We're people, generally good. I think humankind are generally good. I believe. The I same will thing. say this. I gave humankind way too much credit for their intelligence. Yes, because people are fucking. People are dumb. dumb. You and guys are. You guys are nice, but dumb. Not people <laughs> who listen to the show. And I'm not no, just you saying. Guys are great. I'm not just saying the pander. You wouldn't listen to this if you didn't have a taste for. Don't judge me. Don't for, tell me what I would or wouldn't for, do. You know what I would do. First thing I would do is find that lady who wrote that article expressing sympathy mm-hmm. and put a ping in her. A uh, hi. Watch out for her children. I think her kids were. Uh, I think I went to high school with one of her kids, actually. Well, but, I would. That's like you know, we might want to just put a flag were, in I think that her, woman. Her, her kids were out of danger. The, by the, the time government that she, should just keep an eye on that. Yeah, she's literally like, yeah, I get it. I get that you could f- mur. No, no, you should. As much as we are capable of horrific things, historically, we're also capable of raising families in large yeah. families, while there are creatures that want to attack us yeah and while we're in an uncivilized Mm -hmm. place and time in life you know what i mean her point was that if she might murder her kid no no her point was that that they're the weakest link in the chain of humankind 
who doesn't have the emotional and mental wherewithal to handle adult responsibilities. Like she said, the strain is really great for people who are who do have the tools to to adult. Yeah. And that it's not hard. It's not unfathomable for to for her to imagine that the weakest among us would 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 not it might be and you don't have to be evil to do that you just have to be I get weak that. and to have really really failed so no parenting is not hard there's people absolutely everywhere doing it with far more kids than i have um but some of them you know work a lot more hours than i do too parenting's just relentless it is I, relentless. I was actually having the conversation it with is. my son this morning because he he uh, <laughs> i don't i don't really want to get into specifics but like that's right you got another kid i'm so focused on your daughter he you do was at, yeah and the other one can like talk and shit like that yeah he's and like functioning i won't get into why but we were having a heart to heart and i was talking about what i'm going through these days and i was telling him i was like it's just i i constantly i said it's like schoolwork being a parent is as i relate it to an eight-year-old it's like school you know there's very little that they throw at you at school that you can't do that is just like so hard for you to do it's just you got to do this and then you got to do this yep. and you got to do this and you got to do this and sometimes the faster you do it it keeps coming at you even, even faster, faster and you can't catch up it's just this relentless series of little irritating chores and once you start falling behind and you are, are don't have enough sleep hey hey dad hey dad hey dad hey dad becomes very frustrating and we get frustrated at him and it's not fair because he is capable of taking care of himself. Yeah. The baby cannot take care of herself. Right. He can, cannot be expected to do it consistently because he's seven and three quarters he's not, years he's not old. quite there. But like if the baby's like, I need a blah, 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 I'm not going to say, do it yourself. Well, I would if I were your nanny. We've been trying. We've, we have, we, it's funny how we just, we don't really speak baby. We're like, what? You're fine. Stop. No, stop. Like this is the That's way. That's how that we, you should talk to your kids. This is the way that we correct That's why kids her. talk like this because we talk like that. But to them. when my dad is like, I know, I yeah, I've never, never gotten into the baby talk thing. But when my kid is like, Hey, can hey, uh, can you help me? I'm like, she's like, Oh, oh, God, dude, you need a thing. I'm doing twenty things for another person. You're like I'm doing twenty things so that I could get you the one thing, but I don't have time to get you the. I thing. I don't have time to get you a thing, and it's just like it's not unrealistic that he occasionally wants one thing. From I mean, us. most of the shit kids want is unrealistic. He's pretty, they ask they've got big asks. He's pretty reality based. Is he? I made him work for like a dollar. Good for days. You should. You should make him work a year for fifty cents. Good point. And then he's got to invest it. You said you wanted to tell me something. I did. Yeah, you said there was a theme. Oh, I did. Yeah. So we never get to your themes. Well, we're going to get to this one. Thanks to me. I don't know if you have noticed, but You're it's gay. not just the. Oh, God damn it. I, I don't know. I thought you were going to come out. I, I just wanted to jump the gun. The do, way you think do you think I'm gay? I'm not sure. I'm going to ask you. Really th- what do you really think? No, I don't think you are at all. You think I'm a little bit? Nope. Not a little bit. You're not you're, tiniest little bit. You're gentle heterosexual. Okay. Yep. I can't just be like a Randy gay guy. Nope. You're a gentle hedro. Because they say everybody's on the spectrum a little bit. No. I'm not? No, you're not. Are you? No. I've never looked a clit. Never been tempted to? No. There's never been one woman that you looked at where you're like, if I had to. Not, not if I had to. Zoe Kravitz. Them. Who's she? How dare you? Mm. Zoe Kravitz? I watch American Dead. What is Kravitz? When you think of Kravitz, you fucking rock star. What's Kravitz? Is it the kid with the Cosby kid? Close. It's not? Lisa Bonet. Yeah. And Lenny Kravitz had a beautiful daughter. Yeah, Lisa Bonet's a Cosby kid. Yeah. Right. Um, Which is so funny because remember Bill Cosby being very opinionated about how she was living her life and telling 
everybody on the show that she needs to like step up her act or she's going to get off the show. Meanwhile, Bill was just putting bitches to sleep and fucking them. Anyways, neither here nor there. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is the daughter of Lisa Bonet and Lenny Kravitz. She's the one girl I'd probably scissor, but that's about it. Not really in reality. I like yeah. a man. I like a thick, I like thick girth. In general. Yeah, just in general. But we digress. Yeah. So I don't know if you've noticed, because I kind of didn't even really click with me. It's the end of the year. What? That part I got. Okay. I've been well aware that the year is drawing to a close and mm-hmm. tying up my business affairs as best I can and preparing for holidays with the family and travel and what have you. But it kind of really didn't register with me. It is the end of a decade. Oh, shit. I gather we are on the same page. Whoa. <gasps> I didn't you're even... not you're not pretending. No. Mm-hmm. You know what's even f- more fucked up? Mm-hmm. Telly is I've read that and I still didn't <laughs> register. Isn't it crazy? People I've read people on on Twitter. Yeah, end of decade and, and lists I didn't and... I didn't I was like whatever you're saying. I don't know the words that you're saying, but yeah, it's going to be a new decade. And that to but me But time is... is just a man created. Tool. Oh, I don't know if I agree with that. If you take the clock off the wall, mm-hmm. you take away all the clocks, no one knows what time it is. I mean, the sun if and the moon. we don't know what time it is, does that mean it's not real? It doesn't mean that it's not real, but I think that the parameters we've put up are for ourselves. I, don't th- I think this is just a way to sort of make us feel like we're in control of time. I think it's a way for us to all be able to meet up places. Yeah, this is just so we can make, have meetings. Time was created in L.A., Time, 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 so everyone could hop on a quick fucking call. This town loves to hop on a quick call. Oh, really? I, uh, nobody's talking to me. Nobody's hopping on quick calls. Everyone with me. loves to hop on a quick call. You have a lot of hop quick I calls. I love saying it in emails. It's my favorite thing. Uh huh. Can we just hop on a quick call? Oh, really? Yeah. You don't say that to me. Oh, we never. That'll be my next email to you. Okay. When you ask me to do this again, I'm like, actually, could we just hop on a quick I don't call? Hop on quick calls. With Would you laugh either? So hard if I no. Said no, I prefer I, I prefer to hop on a quick call. I feel like as soon as we get p- past, people are so in love with texting nowadays. Once we get past like three for you, three for me, I'm just calling you. Yeah. We don't text text. What are we doing here? You and I made a decision, I guess I meant more to me than it meant to you, that we were going to move our dialogue to email because it's a little bit easier to keep track of in a professional yes. way if we say, let's, I try agree. To, let's try to do a thing this day. It's so much easier. And you're way more in demand than me. You'd said at the time that people hit you up to do shows and what have you, and you're getting texts and DMs it's and what have you. It's a fucking mess. See, nobody's asking me to do a goddamn it's thing. It's a so mess. So I'm the master of my communication because I'm not really communicating with anybody. Email's nice. You know, I'm going to start having everybody centered into email because people yeah. are DMing me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, yeah. texting. You and I have already had this conversation, I think, on the show. It's too much, and that's why you got to find It's overwhelming. Email's the only way that really... You know what? I'm old school, but it's the only way it really works for me. I'm not going to do email. They're going to have to send... Letters? No, a Chinese lantern, a floating lantern. And those on fire? Am I thinking yeah. of the right thing? Yeah. Oh. I know it's dangerous, and it's like ecologically, it's not the smartest. In Southern mode. California, no. It's definitely bad in California, but that's it. I'm, I'm going off the grid. You want a note to me? It's tempting. Put it in a mini parachute. Have it be flown by three Ameri- three bald eagles. One has to speak Japanese. Okay. Fluently. That's, I'm going to send that one to your house. 
I will keep that. Send me an email with all that and I'll, oh, well. and I'll try to execute okay. it. We'll hop on a quick call. Okay. So it occurred, I, I think it's noteworthy that neither you nor I really noticed that it's the end of a decade. Yeah. Because this has to sort of be a function of age. The end of the 80s was brutal. To, was it, what was wrong? I don't know. I just, it was a thing. Yeah, it was a thing. The 90s are starting. Yeah, and the 90s were totally and different vibe. I think even vibe. when people were in the 80s, because the 80s are just, they left a very big imprint on the culture. Just so many of the classic movies and music and stuff like that. It was just a big, huge, colossal pop culture um, decade. And it was very different from the 70s. The 80s were a thing. People talked about what the 80s were as the 80s were happening. It's the 80s, yeah. man. It's the Cosby decade. Yep. The to 80s quote, felt but like... One, one memorable line from Soul Man. <laughs> Is that really a line? Oh my god, that was the that was the thing, and the, to justify why C. Thomas Howell was in blackface in a major Hollywood release in the eighties. Jesus, you don't remember that? No. Yeah, the guy wears blackface so he can get a. a, a what like is a, this in? Soul Man. Oh wow! Like oh yeah, I, an affirmative I remember, action gets but I into didn't see it, but gets I into Harvard. Yeah, I remember what you're saying. That's crazy. I feel why like the eighties. Why do you want to be black? It's the eighties, man. It's the Cosby decade. Oh my god, that's yeah. wild! Is like, that crazy? When you look back and it, in the moment. Everything evolves and it takes a while for us to like look back in hindsight mm-hmm. and be like, whoa, what and were I you lo- thinking? And I looked it up to be like, wait, do I really? Because I saw that in the theater. That really happened, right? And because it was uh, the guy, C. Thomas Howell was from The Outsiders. I think he's like, stay gold, pony boy. So I watched that and I'm like, well, what happened to that? Because everybody else in The Outsiders is a huge, <laughs> huge star. You know, it's like Tom Cruise and Matt Dillon and and, and then there's him. Yeah. And I'm like, what did he do? What's he doing in there? And I'm like, what, what did he do after that? And it's like, well, he was in Soul Man with Ray Don Chong. And I'm like, oh my God, Soul Man. I forgot all about that. The only person who was who had a voice in the media, in the culture, who was like, are you fucking kidding me? Was Spike Lee. And I guarantee yeah. you that everybody at the time was like, oh, Spike Lee, yeah. can't you just have fun for once? Right. Quit complaining. God, don't you do anything but complain yeah. and make basketball commercials? Right. And he's like, he's been the one that's just like been, you know. He says something at every turn. Like, he's a good activist for, like, yeah. when he's like, hey, this is fucked up. Mm-hmm. But it's also like... He it, was right. Yeah, he's right. Of course he was right. Rogan talked about something similar to what you're talking about. Uh, when I was on his show with him, he was talking about this movie back in the day, like, a black and white movie. I forget what it was called and the actor. But it was a white actor hired to play an Asian man. Oh, Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's. No. Oh, wow. Because that's the most notorious <laughs> one. This I'm talking, like, 50s. Uh-oh. This movie's like from the fifties, maybe even like I don't know exact year, but they There's tons and tons. He of had a Chinese accent. It was mm-hmm. a white actor with a mm-hmm. Chinese accent. Mm-hmm. They taped his eyes back. Yeah, no shame in their game. Gave him like Chinese facial hair, mm-hmm. and it. He played a clip, and I was jarred. I had no idea that this existed. Yeah, that was just the thing. Whitewash of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recently rewatched The Searchers, which is one of the classic John Wayne movies, and the Indian chief that they're after That's the whole time right. is just like some Italian guy from Brooklyn. Yeah, Gino, the guy's actual pizza shop. Yeah, he probably I don't know came from pizza people. He could probably he could have tossed a dough while he was, he was wearing tossing the his, dough between his shots. Headdress. <laughs> just staying in shape, making just, a nice ravioli for the crew. That and that's still going on in China. They're like where we were 50, 60 years ago, there was a, a clip you can find where they were like celebrating all the things China's doing around the world. And they're like, look, look at all of our investment. They're building all these trains in uh, in Africa. And they brought out, I think it was like Chinese people in blackface who were like, look at me, I'm an African. Like that's because they're just, they're not, 
they're just inward looking. They're just Chinese people thinking yep. about Chinese people and everybody else is just kind of out there doing their thing and they're not concerned about other people's feelings or the way they look to the rest of the world exactly the way America yeah. was, you know, it, not that long We need to have some more ago. empathy. We need to be a little more empathetic. I think we're getting empathetic. I think we're, we're the, the rubber band might be stretched kind of as far as it's going to go because that's what it is. For the longest time, R. Kelly is a really, really good example, right? Like, people thought about his side of it well maybe he's i don't know what because they knew who he was they didn't know who these unknown faceless right. victims were same as michael jackson same yep. as all that and the fact that one of them was prominent put them on a pedestal and the fact that the person wasn't prominent just made their voice lesser of course and now it's all about the victims to the extent of where i think people are throwing rocks at some powerful people that are maybe bigger rocks than those powerful people really even deserve, deserve yeah absolutely but that maybe it's is become popular. That maybe is a necessary corrective, and maybe I'd like to think we find our, our way back to a happy medium where we can respect people's innocence until proven guilty. Yeah, while have at the accountability. Time, well, at the same time, holding them accountable when they yeah. are shown to have done horrible things, even if the person they did it to is is a marginal member of society. Right, know? Matt Damon said, "There's you know, there's a spectrum of what's going on," and I agree with that. Yeah, I, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, can't just be throwing those big rocks. It's a good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Al Franken is not a a mass murderer. Right. And yet he's not a senator. Right. Regardless of what he may or may not have done. Even if even if the worst case scenario for him was was true, probably not something that you you, you know you have to stop being a senator over. Right. To pick one example. So anyway, the eighties ended, the nineties ended. That was a huge fucking deal. What'd you do on the on the millennium on that New Year's? I uh I think I blew a guy in a cab. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Um well, me too. <laughs> I don't remember. You don't? No, do you? Oh my God, I had plans for that for five years out. Why, did we think Alien Ship was going to come and save us? No, I just thought it was the biggest, since I was a, I'm a little older than you. 2000? 2000. Yeah, I was, born I, in I was in high school. I was 23. Okay. Like, from the time I was born, it was, you know, Prince, 2000, zero, Oh, zero. that's right. Like, we fucking zero, knew zero, that this was, this was coming. This was going to be the biggest night in the history right. of humankind. Our lives are about to fucking change. We're going to enter the future. We're going into new centennial year. Yeah, millennium. Millennium. Yeah. That's right. So in the end, maybe like most things that I do, big plans, half measures in reality. I like spray painted my hair silver and had these crazy club clothes on. Oh, God. I'm I took embarrassed. I took a bunch of ecstasy. Oh, and, shit. But then I just ended up in this kind of groovy dive bar on St. Mark's and, yeah. in the village and uh, just a couple doors away from where I bought that Super Nintendo. And <laughs> I almost forgot that, new, like, five minutes to New Year's. And I was, like, ready to throw money around like I had never thrown money around. Right, because it's a because new of, yeah. year. So I was on... You'll get new money. I was on ecstasy. Whatever. Yeah, this money probably won't even be good next year. Yeah, it's, it's it, last year's money. Last month. I remember I ran over at, like, three minutes to midnight and said, I want, like, three bottles of champagne, like, now. And... They were like, hey, yeah, we can do it. We can do it. And I was like pouring champagne for strangers. Like something I'd never Why? ever. Why were you balling out? Because I was just so excited about that. It was the fucking millennium. It was 2000. This is the biggest. I, 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 I'm a carpe diem kind of guy. I like to have fun. I like to party. I like to live it up. I'm very sent- so much about you. I can't believe you're a party animal. sentimental about like occasions, you know, like my yeah. kids, first day of school, last day of school. I still, in my mind, am aware of when my monthly anniversary is with my wife from when we were dating. That's really cute. I just like See, you're a gentle. Hetero. I just like to celebrate. You're a gentle hetero. I like to celebrate life, you know. Yeah. And that was like a big celebration that was just there waiting for us. And we were 23, and we were on drugs, and it was 
That's really sweet. So it was a big deal when it went from 99 to 2000, obviously, right? I feel like this last decade was not so much of a big deal when we went from 09 to 10. No, because it's like inter-decades. It's not like a bookend of a... Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like a big marker into a shift where the first numbers are changing. It was... Exactly. It couldn't compare to the preceding one. And maybe that's kind of still what's going on. But I have to think to young people, it's a really big deal. To younger people, it's a big deal. They don't care about what happened 20 years ago. No. Right. It's... it's, We have more of a perspective. Well, you do because you're 65. But I, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm still... But with age comes a certain amount of wisdom as well. So, so young. Right. As As a... 17 year old yes i'm still 17 (laughs) somewhere deep inside i believe that is true my hymen is 17 oh my goodness Mm -hmm. wow yeah i got i got rid of it upgrade yeah i just saved it though i put it in a paperweight that's not how paperweights work well i had it you know i had it encased in a secret paperweight oh i say is it like that 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 see-through plastic. Why do people need paperweights? Were they their windows open and papers are flying all over the room? Yes, that is actually why. I mean, how windy was it? Were paperweights created in Chicago? Like, how windy was this office? It doesn't office? need to be the windiest of cities for well, a paperweight to be necessary. How many? how many fucking windows? Close your window. They, were, they had fans. It's before AC. They had fans on. I mean, really, we need to figure it out. All it takes is one girthy man walking past oh, a desk with maybe maybe his jacket's un, unbuttoned. And for the so he's got a, li- a little shaft. bit extra, a little bit extra drag on his jacket. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about his dick. Oh, I was. Oh, that's with the girthy man that you're into. Yeah, I just like. A I nice... just thought you like fat dudes. I, not not fat. No, I know what you're saying. You know, I need like a, a solid dude, a substantial a, yeah, man. Yeah, like right. a lumberjack. Yeah, like my man's a farmer. He's thick. Oh, really? He's got, he's dense. Mm-hmm. Farmers he's not, only. He's not huge. No, just Snapchat. <laughs> So it's the end of the decade, and I came across, this is how it registered with me that it was the end of the decade. Okay. On Reddit, they had a thread that was like just about what were the worst trends of the last 10 years. And it's been, I think, when we think of this past decade, trends themselves were a big part of the decade because this has been social media blowing up. and Trends aren't lasting as long either. They're they're rotating much quicker. Are they? Yeah. They don't don't last as long. What are the recent trends? Um, I don't know. I can't really think of any perfect examples, but I just don't think they don't last as long. Social media is so evolved. It it, it uh, refreshes itself every day. Right. Know? It kind of eats its own tail. Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, the biggest trend that I can think of that really like dominated social media for just about the longest amount of time out of any of these was the ice bucket challenge. Oh yeah. Did you, I didn't do the ice bucket. Cause were you, were you called out? I th- I'm sure I was. I'm sure I was called out. People on Facebook like called me out, but I was just, did comedians do it? Yeah. Comedians did it. I, what was it for? I want to say, health? no, 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 no. I want to say ALS. We don't even know what it was for. Pretty sure it was ALS. Lou Gehrig's disease. Are you sure? I'm pretty, I think so. Brutal disease. One of the most brutal of diseases. That was the problem with, we didn't yet have the language to say, I'm not going to fucking do that because people could say, well, it's for a really good cause. Yeah. And it, and it was like when you actually saw in the end, even though like 95% of people who participated in that never made a donation to ALS. It it was, it was all of this awareness. Same thing is I have such a problem with Susan G. Komen. You know, the the pink people, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Tell Month. Tell me why. Because their thing is breast cancer awareness. Last I checked, little to none 
of the money that they raise goes to breast cancer research. Really? It is to raise awareness for breast cancer. But Who what? the fuck doesn't know that breast cancer is a thing? Like, you are the most successful charitable drive of all time. Are they? Because, because, well, in my opinion, because when you started off, you obviously felt pretty strongly that not enough people knew that women needed to get mammograms because breast cancer was a clear and present danger to all of them, right? Well, mission accomplished. Everybody fucking knows Yeah, now. we get mammograms. You turned the NFL pink for a month out of every year in the most shameless corporate pandering I've ever seen disguised wow. as, as back padding philanthropy. Whoa. That was just a shameless thing so to get there... women to watch the NFL. Yeah, and opinion. so what percentage are they raising any sort of money for specific? I would hope that- Keep talking. I'll look it up. I would hope that they have some sort of, you know, percentages for donation. But that's an interesting thing because I raise awareness for Alzheimer's Association, Polarity for Charity, and, you know, two causes I know are definitely like putting their funding towards research and helping actual individuals, especially Hilarity for Charity. I know they do like actual uh, individual funds for people, but that's a really good fucking point. Like how much we've got the awareness. We need the research. Okay, so I'm looking at an article from 2012, Susan Susan G. Komen. Defines its mission as finding a cure for breast cancer. In recent years, however, it has cut by nearly half the proportion of fundraising dollars it spends on grants to scientists working to understand the causes and develop effective treatments. Everyone talks about a cure. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about a cure for disease. And I, it, like that sounds great. And on paper, it sounds great. But the thing about a cure is it's dependent upon a disease. It's still not solving the problem. Like a cure is still, the problem with me is a cure is profitable. Prevention is not. And that's why so much money, and this is just an opinion, mm-hmm. and it's probably completely uh, flawed, but I feel like a cure is um, more appealing because more people can get paid on a cure. If you're talking about prevention, there's less things happening down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Big pharma. Big pharma. Yeah, right. A cure well, what means they really, a pill. What they really like is, is treatment. That's not a cure. Right. Because that, if they cure you, yeah. then you're not a patient anymore. There, there's cures. There's cures no, you out don't there. That. Yes, I do. You believe that somebody's I, some like yes. super smart monkey is sitting on the. I don't know if what by what device or by what means or vessel. The problem here's my You're problem. Out with Sam Tripoli. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Listen, there's some truth to. Uh, there's some purpose to digging in and questioning the way things are done and having to think there's got to be alternatives to what's going on. There's got to be alternate truths. Well, and- the 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 hope the the wish that I believe that what what fuels conspiracy theory is is two things. A small extent of what they think is is true. And there really is real information that's being suppressed and right. big whatever doesn't want you to know about stuff. I don't I wouldn't debate that that happens but not nearly to the extent that they think it does. It's a fear. It's fear of reckoning with the fact that the world is out of control. It is chaos and nobody is at the controls. People like Sam, I assume, because I think all conspiracy theorists would rather believe that there are evil people running the show in an evil manner than complete chaos. Than to think that there is chaos. I that's agree a, with that's, that. That's preferable. I, and, I, and, and there's I, a middle ground there. I think there's definitely... You're, there's and real a, quick, I, I've told Jesse Ventura, you know him, he was a pro wrestler. He yeah, was, Jesse Ventura. Exactly. I told that's Jesse Ventura that it was, that was your Ventura. Yeah. I thought that was your Sam Tripoli. Also, humble brag. <laughs> also name drop. I told him that, I met him on the radio, that he, 
I said, what I find frustrating about talking to all of you people is I know that 30% of what you're saying is true. Right. And I don't have the time or ability to figure out to what judge, it is. Yeah, and to you like, guys swear up and down that 100% is true. And I give Sam credit because Sam is very... Um, he's very informed well, he's very, and dedicated. Um, he reads a lot of stuff. You can read a lot of stuff and not necessarily be informed, but I think he's... Ooh, shots fired, Sam Tripoli! He's very good at admitting <laughs> that he finds lots of things interesting. He yes. will tell you there's a spectrum of stuff. This one is really, really fun. I think it's bullshit, but boy, it's fun to think about. Right. This one is for sure a real thing. You'll never convince me otherwise. This one, a lot of people say, I disagree with them. I don't think that's real. Like he's not a, just because he can is well versed in a spectrum of conspiracy theory doesn't mean he subscribes to all of yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. Because a lot of it's entertainment. Well, yeah, he's, he's, he, he's, he's, you know, he's got the tinfoil hat podcast. He's skeptical about the mainstream story, but he doesn't turn around and then fall hook, line, and sinker for the alternative theories. Right, he's, also, right. he's also skeptical about conspiracy yes. theories. Or at least he was the last time I talked to him about it. He's yeah, got a little he He's gone a little bit further off the deep end into that world. You know, he's been embraced by that world yeah. more since I, I've been in touch with him. So Every time I find an article, I send it to him. And I'm like, tell me, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But like, when it, when you... We and we don't have to go too deep into this, no, but I've been deep into it just because like my dad was sick and, yeah. and then my mom had some issues. My... The thing that sort of encapsulates the medical industry for me and, and is an exemplifier of what's going on is my mom had a heart problem. She had to get a stint put in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she goes to the doctor and my mom diagnosed herself. She was r- recognizing her symptoms and she goes in, tells the doctor she's having these shortness of breath and breath and, and these pains and things going on with her heart. Not once in meeting these doctors and going to a specialist. She went to her uh, original doctor, her, her uh, general practitioner, and she went to the cardiologist. Not one of these doctors asked her what her diet was. Not one doctor's inquiring about the food she's putting into her body. To me, that's a huge oversight. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not even a conspiracy theory. It's just showing a flaw in our medical industry, how, how far away yeah. we've gotten from basic nutrition that our own doctors don't even have the desire or maybe uh, need to inquire about that because they're not, they don't get a kickback from the Apple industry. They don't have people from, you know, the salmon farm giving them a percentage of, of, their sales it's a very very slippery slope when you're talking about how people are being diagnosed the pills are being put on in their whole treatment plan when somebody who's got any sort of problem in their body the conversation about food isn't even brought in on the table it's crazy but i'm not inclined to see that i agree that that's crazy and that's not shocking but i'm less inclined to see that as a conspiracy and more inclined to see that as the way that we I, I'm not the, saying it's a conspiracy. The way that doctors are are trained, and then you start getting into. I have a whole bit in my act two about like Eastern medicine versus Western medicine, because Eastern medicine would start with the diet, supposedly, is what they'll is what they'll tell you. I don't think it's they're quite as different as people make them out to be. And here they just go right for the drugs and stuff like that. I think that doctors were taught to. We like, started with with well, medicine like, with like nature medicine. What are these? What are the famous army generals said? Is like when when you when all you have is a hammer, all you see is nail, all you see is right. nails. Yeah. You know, it's like they're just the paradigm that they were. All these doctors were educated in was 
to look at things in terms of, well, I see this symptom and I, and I prescribe this treatment and wait for the whack-a-mole to pop up and then I knock it down. Don't think in a completely different way of what can we do holistically to stop people from developing these things in the first place. It Very just few wasn't, doctors are doing that. It just wasn't the way that they were taught to think. And I don't think that that's, well, I think that's a failure, but uh, I, I don't think that there was a bunch of uh, uh, smart people like pushing them to do that and big pharma going no 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 don't tell them that they need to have well a good- there was rockefeller mm-hmm. okay. rockefeller got all his money from oil okay and there's a synthetic and there's a, a compound in almost every synthetic drug on the pharmaceutical market that is a derivative from oil mm-hmm. so basically there's a compound in oil that you put into these drugs that is in every single um you know drug drug yeah and Rockefeller is one of the main, yeah, I mean, he's that robber baron from back in the day, he mm-hmm. got all of his money from oil. Mm-hmm. And he got together with Carnegie mm-hmm. and basically shifted the entire medical industry. They changed the standards of how doctors were getting their education in colleges. They were threatening the colleges to withhold funding unless they started practicing under these terms. They mm-hmm. changed the entire standard. Okay. And this was from an article I read on the New York Times, New York, NewYorkTimes.com. Yeah. And it's really, really interesting. And it's uh, something that's it's just jarring to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, two, two okay. white dudes. That's news to me. And that's not that's not shocking if that's true. I just mean that, like, my primary care physician, I think she's a really bright lady. And I think that she has my best interests at heart. And I believe that if she if she believed something was in my best interest health wise, it wouldn't matter what a drug company was telling her or, or what's her what, name. I, I don't really want to get into that. Does she ever tell you to eat an apple? She's literally insisted that I never eat fruit. Really? Is that bad? <gasps> Shut up. Well, of course she didn't say that. I'm just saying, like, I think that she has my best interests at heart. And if she does not give me, if she gives me imperfect or outdated advice or her advice is too Western medicine-y, I don't think it's because she has bad intentions. Okay. I think that she really wants me to be healthy and would tell me the same thing that she would tell her own husband or family or children. We'll see. I put a camera up in her house. We'll see what happens. And I do notice, though, that she has... My doctor is very busy. It's hard for me to get time with my doctor, so I'm always seeing her little minions. And the minions are younger. They're like training doctors, whatever. And I notice very... like uh, they're, they're like, oh, have you tried melatonin? Or like, I feel like the, the, oh, new, gener- the new generation... Oh, yeah, the new generation for of doctors sure. doctors are, are getting the message that the rest they of us are. are getting. So what, are we, what do we want from our medical establishment? They're, they seem to be bending. I hope so. We need more fruit and more marijuana. Yeah, I don't disagree with either of those things. I have this bag of weed at home. You do? Yeah. Sharing is caring. Is it for me? No, it's not. It's oh. for me. It's for me. And I, this is the last thing I, well, anyway, yeah. The, we always the, go long. The decades are... The decade's over and there's lots of silly no, things. Coney 2012. Remember that? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Tell me about your weed. I went to the weed store because I always wanted to buy legal the weed. The weed store? And the- The dispensary? It's across the street. It's a weed store. Dispensary. What medicine do you need? Can I just, what's CBD gum, man? I'm going to go to the weed store. Can I have a whole bag of weed? So do you I guys have a, weed? I got a bag of weed from this lady and she swore that- she gave me her. She told me she'd give me her Instagram. I look up to think of it. She didn't. And she's like, "If you smoke this and you freak out, you can come after me on Instagram because you're not going to freak out." And I haven't tried it yet. Cause I'm afraid I'm going to freak. Yeah, out. you're totally going to freak out. That lady's like telling you you're going to freak out. You're going to freak out and then like probably leave your daughter somewhere. I don't. Yeah, I would have to get lost. You're, you're definitely going like, to leave your weird, daughter. I've never in been the weird store. higher up. Well, no, I was weird higher around my children once, and I only had one then, and it was bad. And I'm never going back there again. You got to go. You're jessiemay.com yeah something like that jessiemay.com and um 
just want to say hi to John Hamm because John Stamos is already happily married. Supposedly. Allegedly. 